and welcome to On Focus, brought to you by the Focal Therapy Clinic, where we connect you with issues facing men diagnosed with prostate cancer that are little known, less understood, often avoided, or even ignored. Prostate cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer amongst men in the UK. And with this somber fact comes a multitude of challenges and opportunities. I'm Claire Delmar. Joining me today is Elvin Box, a popular and passionate advocate for men with prostate cancer. Diagnosed in 2016, Elvin is a Movember UK ambassador and has written and campaigned extensively on a number of issues impacting men and their families as they experience a diagnosis of prostate cancer and navigate treatment options. He's here today to discuss the Movember campaign, which begins next week, and his mission to eradicate the taboos faced by men with prostate cancer. Elvin, it's wonderful to have you back on the program. This is our second time, and I'm so excited to chat with you again. Thank you. Now, thank you for the uh, invite, Claire. I'm always like talking with you anyway, and, uh, <laughs> so to get it recorded and, and to be talking about something that I'm so passionate about, very, very pleased to be given the opportunity. Indeed. Really thank you. Indeed. Thank you and so much. Very timely because of next week. So let's let's start by talking about Movember and maybe you could just tell um, our listeners a little bit about your role with Movember and most importantly, how you see the organization and its campaigns making an impact. Sure. Uh, so it's like this, Claire, as you well know, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer in the June of 2016, mm -hmm. uh, operated uh, late in August 2016. And uh, on returning to work, I was then working in the corporate world. And so it's early 2017. And I was asked if I would speak to lovely people from Movember who come in to talk to somebody uh, about Movember. Mm -hmm. And uh, from there, we had a, a wonderful discussion. And we spoke uh, enthusiastically and passionately about my experience with prostate cancer. And we were aligned completely. Okay. And then they showed me the DVD clip that they'd put out the year before as their campaign, uh, which was to do with suicide prevention. And within 30 seconds of it starting, I was wailing, crying mm. my eyes out. Mm. And uh, they, I said, you know, in, in, through the TS, just keep playing it. It was in around two minutes. When it was finished, uh, I managed to get myself together. I said, I'll do anything for you, anytime, anywhere. What do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I then explained that, you know, I've had prostate cancer and I've survived. Uh, two lifelong friends took their own lives. It left a deep imprint on me so, you know, it will never uh, until I meet them in the hereafter. So that's why I mow, as they say, yeah. is that uh, I've come through. I've now come through well and truly prostate cancer, everything you can throw at you. I've understood right the way through it that it was a physical thing. Didn't understand the mental thing until it whacked me through the through the head. Uh, but that's what I do these days. Like with my shield and my sword, I'm out there uh, to smash prostate cancer. And so it, uh, it never kills. And in the process, it never takes men's mental health as well. Does, mm -hmm. that, does that help, Claire, give you some of the impression of why it is I'm Movember. And Movember is obviously all about prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health awareness and suicide prevention, uh, three key things that mean that men depart from this wonderful earth earlier than their female counterparts, sometimes up to six years. Mm. Although there, mm -hmm. there is some, some interesting research that says that 20 to 25% of men in the UK will not make it to 65. And so the impact it. that Movember is having, is it mainly through awareness raising and um, various events? Or can you specify something that you have particularly been impressed with in terms of impacting men? And their yeah, sure. <clears throat> so Movember 
is global. It uh, seeks to raise as many dollars, pounds, and any other person's currency as possible. That money is then towards innovative programs and research, mm -hmm. all in the bid to reduce the impact the three causes are making upon men, specifically the mental health situation because mm -hmm. they're trying mm -hmm. to knock that down by 25 percent by 2030 okay because that's like one man uh, a minute every mm -hmm. minute a man will take their own life across the globe mm -hmm. and it's well known that the uh a very very sadly this week uh michael michael tyler wasn't it the act the american actor passed with prostate yeah he and, played gunter on the show friends yes. yeah i think we all remember him yeah a uh, lovely guy and, and uh he's, he's been Deeply moving because uh, the video clips out there, you can see the, the uh, agonizing death he had. Mm -hmm. And so, what Movember are all about, and this is why I'm behind it, is got to stop men taking their own lives and got to do something about prostate cancer. Hence, uh, funding, putting millions into research, into the diagnosis of prostate cancer okay and and a drum roll uh, mm -hmm. big enough and uh, having the connies uh, to let me talk in public through their media and and they actually support me talking about the taboo yeah 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 well that's what i wanted to get on to next because you, you've yeah. um, had quite an impact and i wanted to ask you how you and the campaign address what you know you and i have talked about this i often call them the big three taboos around prostate cancer which are not in any particular order, incontinence, sexual dysfunction, and mental health. How do you address those? Personally, head on, mm -hmm. uh, say the parental guidance on this. Uh, when it, whenever I do any public airing of it, mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I, I do let them know that I am candid. Mm -hmm. You know, I said it's this adult talk. It may yeah. be nine in the morning, yeah, but I do not sugar the pill. Yeah. And so I actually ask everybody, you know, is there anyone in the room who has suffered with prostate cancer, someone currently uh, suffering with prostate cancer, or that actually goes through the diagnosis? Please be aware that I will tell it as it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I get the full backing of Movember on that. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody who hires me in knows that's what I'm going to talk about. I openly ask and almost beg, please bring in every gender possible. Mm -hmm. because it impacts everybody. Everybody knows someone with a prostate. Everybody loves someone with a prostate. Indeed. And uh, you know, there's a very high chance that this is going to happen. I do everything I can to say to people, explain to people that if you look at it in three ways, it can uh, hit you, prostate cancer can attack you, and you catch it nice and early, which you well know about, Claire. You know all about that. And the earlier it gets caught, the less damage it does eminently curable on that first one if you can catch it early enough it's eminently curable it didn't hit the, the walls of the gland it's eminently curable mm -hmm. okay it hit the walls of the gland it's aggressive it's still curable it went through the gland and attacked the bones it's not curable you know and I, I, i'm saying i'm ever so sorry it's not curable it's just a matter of time and that one over there mm -hmm. and i want to try to explain to you now the impact it will have on and there we go. They the big three, you know, no particular order. Yeah. Uh, your continence, uh, your your potence, your ability to get and maintain an erection, and how it affects your mental health. Mm -hmm. Across mm -hmm. the three, 
The worst of the lot is when it's got out, it's attacking your bones. All three are like up, turned up volume 11. The other thing I wanted to ask about, like you know, the, the big three, as we're calling it, mm. is sometimes, well, not sometimes, often these big three side effects, which you know we're, we're calling taboos just because no one likes to talk about them. And we'll mm. come on to that a little yeah. bit later about why that's the case. But often they're a side effect of treatment. So yes, what you've just said is absolutely true that, you know, as the mm. prostate cancer develops and advances, sadly, those three effects will manifest, but equally they can mm. manifest with treatment. And so is that something you talk about too? Oh, most definitely. I touched upon it in the last campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, I do talk about this outside the campaign. It's one wonderful organizations and I didn't have to drag me and I, I'll run there. Mm-hmm. And I will open up. And uh, so, and this campaign is a big bit about you do recognize the fact is the earlier you catch it, the less damage that is caused in actually removing the tumor. And obviously, right. if you don't catch it, we don't remove the tumor. Right. So, yeah. it, it, that's why it's so damned important and really impress upon people yeah. is that if you catch it and it hasn't hit the walls of the gland, if that tumor is eminently curable and that means you will do little i can't say none but you're going to reduce dramatically the impact of the rest of that person's body physically and mentally if the tumor is aggressive you're going to have a hell of a funfair ride afterwards yeah yeah so I mean, we know that lots of men and their loved ones have suffered because of these taboos. And again, it's important to distinguish, you know, how they manifested. And, and it is often from, from treatment. And I want to focus on that for, for a second, yeah. because what I'm really interested in is that, you know, often the case with treatment and, and indeed often the case if, if they hadn't been, they hadn't been caught early, back to your point, their quality of life would have been improved mm. if there had been simple and straightforward information provided pre and post yes. treatment. And so I guess my question to you is, you know, from your experience, how have these taboos been handled within the health system? Do you think men are just uninformed? Is this, is this the root of this? Or you know, does it go back to something else that you've experienced personally and through your campaigning? Uh, that's the question. That's a brilliant question. And it has to be answered the best, I can, best answer I can give you from my mm-hmm. own experience. And mm-hmm. listening, as you well know, I talk online uh, and actually on Zoom calls too, uh, um, learning people at various universities and uh, the great guys out there who have suffered like me. Mm-hmm. So taking all of that in, you know, it's not just me like thinking about it in that one individual, but all that information. Mm-hmm. We as a nation in the United Kingdom, and I've not heard it from elsewhere, do little or nothing to explain what we mean by impotency and incontinence. That information, that education, would come way before you are diagnosed with prostate cancer mm-hmm. because there's such a high probability during your lifespan if you're lucky enough to get to 80 and you were born with a prostate there's an extraordinarily high probability it will be attacked through cancer mm. well it's one in eight That's, as we know in this country and, 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 in another, and, and one in four if you're a black man we know that yeah. too mm-hmm. yeah so the impact on your potency is that, well, you won't be able to ejaculate anymore and you'll not be uh, producing any semen anymore. Now, what I've just explained uh, there, Claire, is everybody should be told that because they do a 
on the side of caution. Anything with, with medical professionals, God bless them. Mm-hmm. When it comes to prostate cancer, it's too complex, we can't tell you. Nonsense. There's certain things that will happen regardless of how you are treated uh, and what stage the tumour was and how well you fared up. There's things that are just going to happen. Yeah. And that should be made clinically clear Yeah, before I mean, you go anywhere near it. Indeed. I mean, what are the messages you're getting from the men you, you talk to? I mean, are, are people saying to you that they just didn't know or, um, you know, is, is this, this, this is what I hear a lot. So I'm wondering if that's oh, yeah. the same with you. Yeah. It's, it's almost mentioned in passing. Yeah. Uh, and it's very much dependent upon who is going to undertake your treatment. With all due respect to all of them, it's mm-hmm. bloody inconsistent to use the you know the, the Queen's English. Yeah, it's yeah. too inconsistent, yeah. far too inconsistent in trying to explain to the person who's going to have the treatment the extent of their incontinence and the extent of their impotence and the extent of their mental health, which is rarely mentioned. Yeah, at best you'll be having a discussion with someone who was honest enough to say, it depends how well I treat you mm-hmm. because if we get it up front and we can do something as, as early as focal therapy, mm-hmm. then that can be explained. And that is one of the key things that is explained. We have got a far, far greater chance of reducing impotency. In other words, you will get an erection like you used to do, which then leads on to the next bit. Is that okay, so you're going to have to have a form of treatment because it's aggressive. There's a lot of information starting to seek out or eep out through, through the likes of myself mm-hmm. in saying, don't forget to tell the people how strong were your erections before you got prostate. Mm-hmm. And so that's number one. Number two, be honest, the person who's going to do, let's talk surgery first. The one who's going to do the surgery, how do you see this coming out? Mm-hmm. And what percentage, talk about percentage chances, you know, talk about duration. And not enough people talk about that. Now, how long will it take? What do I need, what do I need to do to yeah. get back? Yeah. You know, like, give me the bloody instruction manual. Yeah, exactly. You know, mm. find out loud. What's the matter with the amount of technology out there on YouTube? Can't someone do that? One like the NHS? Just get your act together. <laughs> so I don't discount the importance of raising awareness. I think that's something we're all doing, mm. you know, quite consistently and, and, as you say, quite passionately, and particularly starting next week with Movember campaign. But yeah. other than raising awareness, what do you think can be done to ensure that all men who are diagnosed with prostate cancer understand how these issues may affect them and that support is there if they want and need it? If we take the vast majority in the United Kingdom through the NHS, you know, I love you know, just, I am the very proud son of a nurse, mm-hmm. you know, but um, Matthew Syed said this the other day, didn't he? You know, we've got to let the halo slip. They're an organisation. And look, NHS, um, you've just got to do something about informing those who are diagnosed with prostate cancer. Let's explain to people in very clear stuff. This will definitely happen. And this may happen. Yes. And which is the may happen is it may happen. Mm-hmm. For instance, you will have a shrinkage of your penis mm-hmm. if you go one route, one treatment route, which is through a prostatectomy. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, it all depends on the strength of your erections previously. So if you have a, a, a prostatectomy, very much depends on the strength they were before. Right. It also depends upon how close they need to get to 
the tumour and the nerves, that the yes. nerve sparing is yes. all important. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we're now going to tell you what best practice means to re, if you like, your penis rehabilitation, mm-hmm. for want of a better term. Yeah. Because I found out by osmosis, and that's five years on. Mm-hmm. And I can now explain that you can do a tremendous amount by getting yourself fit again. And I, I mean, mean fit, physically fit. Physically fit. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. If I'd only known this was in my 40s. Mm-hmm. You know what the difference between fit is and, yeah, when you're breathing. Yes, I, I dedicate myself. I have a very dedicated regime, but it's paid off. Yeah, good. I call it the resurrection. I call it the resurrection. <laughs> you know, because uh, with relatively normal means, i.e. I take five, five milligrams of Cialis on a daily basis mm-hmm. and without Viagra and without an injection, uh, but with uh, love and affection, I can now get an erection. There you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, but that's I'm, good news. That's the information that I needed readily available five years ago. And is that what Movember is doing? Is is trying to really reach oh, yeah. the unreachable and um, yeah. and and yeah. try to get men to to see that this is important. Absolutely, there's a lovely little video clip of myself and other men mm-hmm. who have uh, their quality of life has been somewhat um, compromised, uh, disturbed, and compromised. Lovely mm-hmm. video uh, because of we had our tumours removed, but. Because it was diagnosed at such a late stage. You know, in yeah. this day and age, it should be diagnosed then. Yeah. It's yeah. horrendous. Yeah. You know, and I've got huge respect and thanks that my surgeon did a brilliant job. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I mean brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. You know, phenomenal. Mm. It exceeded his expectations and mine. Yeah. Um, you know, at my continence and my uh, potency almost back to as they were, which is mm-hmm. phenomenal. It is, phenomenal. it is, and you were very lucky. This is so much to do with that person's health mm-hmm. right across the board, specifically their mental health, because that's Indeed. the one thing no one told me was coming like that. Yeah. No, you've done an amazing job, and that's why I really wanted to, um, you know, bring you out today and, and push this out. And I, and I will also share the video that you've just referenced too, so – people can see that and you know i think the more that you get that message out there the better for everybody so thank you so much for what you do and and thank you once again for for coming in and and chatting to on focus thank you claire for all the support you give me and the prostate cancer community that is out there online you know the guys well yeah you know we can only thank you from the bottom of our hearts for giving us the voice and for projecting on a regular basis the challenges because someone's going to have to listen so because we're going to be banging down their door. No, indeed, it's a wonderfully disruptive community. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Elvin, thanks again, and and I look forward to our next chat. Me too, and thank you once again, Claire. You're brilliant. Thank you yeah. so much. A transcript of this interview uh, with links to Movember and Elvin's video of him discussing these issues with other men. Um, are all available in the program notes on our website, along with further information on diagnostics and treatment for prostate cancer and additional interviews and stories about living with prostate cancer. Please visit www.thefocaltherapyclinic.co.uk and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Focal Therapy Clinic. Thanks for listening. And for me, Claire Delmar, see you next time. Mm